0: week on erotic awakening
1: vetting play trick for long-term couples and north of the border welcome to erotic awakening an exploration of all things erotic if you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law we recommend you stop listening right now
0: the erotic awakening podcast is grateful to the support of our patrons they will be receiving the audio book polyamory toolkit before anybody else they also receive ad-free early access to podcasts,
1: free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other content. Thank you to all of our supporters, including our newest Arden and Don. Welcome to the community, guys. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. How are you now? I'm doing pretty good. We had a long drive yesterday from Minneapolis to South Dakota, stopping by the biggest candy store in Minneapolis. <laughs> it did. was huge. And and we got out of there. Okay. We bought two things. So we got out of there for less than twenty dollars of candy. Yes. So we did good. <laughs> but they sell more than just candy. They sell more than candy. So we spent a little more than that. But uh we 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 did good. We only took one day off of the diet to uh, oh, we took a hell of a day off, we the took diet. a hell of a day off, but it was only one. We were good back again this morning, mm, yes. Now, <laughs> uh, today on the
0: podcast, we'll be talking about a new trick that you and I came up with for play for long term couples and also uh, a variety of other, not too much other stuff. But uh, first off, we are going to have a conversation about uh, something, Dawn, that you and I know both nothing and something about.
1: We do.
2: Yes, we
0: do. So today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about vetting, and we'll talk about what vetting is in just a moment, but we're going to talk about the opposite of it first. And the opposite of vetting is when you and I and another couple ran the Columbus space. Mm -hmm. And to attend a play party at the Columbus space, what you had to do was show up.
1: Show up, show your ID at the door to show you were 19 or over, Pay your 20 bucks. Pay your 20 bucks. Hopefully you got there early enough for an orientation. But not required. Not required. And that's it. And you
0: might have found out about this via Facebook. Facebook, vet life Meetup. Yeah. All the places <laughs> It was out did it. there. Now, that's the opposite of vetting. That is, anybody can join us. The original vetting is in the olden days, mm-hmm. was back where... Uh, and, and and I mean this quite literally, and for those who are of a younger generation, I hope that you are aware of this. Being gay was illegal. It would not only put you in jail, it would also extramite you from your community. That's not a real Extra, word.
1: Not extradite. That's not a long no. word. It would but make
0: the it push it would make you you out pariah piranha
1: yeah. uh, Piranha? piranha? Boy. Bad. Bad.
0: Community wag finger at you saying yes. no. Um <laughs> And that's the way. So what would happen was if you wanted to attend these BDSM, these gay clubs, these BDSM gay clubs with the beginning of leather, you had to be thoroughly vetted, Mm -hmm. which means someone would have to vouch. First off, you'd have to get figure out where they are to start with. But once you figured out where they are, you were thoroughly vetted, um, you know, and no, you know, just not anybody could come to these things. Right. Right. So those are the two ends of the spectrum on vetting. Tonight on the podcast, we have Unique on the podcast, who's going to talk about modern-day vetting, uh, both her experience as well as some uh, other aspects of vetting. So, Unique, uh, and first off, welcome back to the podcast. I don't Thank believe you guys. fell for it twice. I, here know, you are. I fell for it twice. Maybe
2: the- <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to hit a turkey for the third.
0: so let's start off with what is uh when you think of vetting what is is your perception of vetting we talked about it historically and the opposite of it but how about and
1: and and i'm actually really curious and we'll jump in here really quick i'm kind of curious where this is going to go because vetting seems to be taking on a different um um, meaning currently so i'm kind of curious where this is going to go yes so let's hear what you have to say
2: (laughs) so vetting for me is basically if you want again want to come to like a play party or you want to have a dynamic you basically go to their friends and ask them what type of person they are when i came into the lifestyle i did not vet my first master I just jumped in feet and head first. It was a very horrible experience. And it wasn't until afterwards where I learned how to vet and how to protect myself better than I had before. Um, Basically, I learned how to ask certain questions and try to read people a little bit better.
0: So, with that first master, if you were were as were skillful with vetting, what would have been different?
2: I would have asked him the questions that I was lo- basically kind of key questions, like how much experience have you had? Um, how many partners have you had in the past? Um, The one key question that I was always told I should really look into asking is if I can speak to any partners from the past, whether Mm -hmm. it was a good outcome or a bad outcome. And if they said, sure, go ahead, that was a green flag. If they said, no, I don't want you talking to any of my exes, to me, that was kind of a red flag.
1: So um, I know for me, I like to ask people what groups they belong to, yes. or what munches they've attended, or you know who they may know that are leaders in the community and things like that. So would you consider that a red flag if they said, you know, oh, I don't belong to any of the groups, or if they had like negative things to say about the groups or things like that?
2: See, before life, Yes. If I didn't join Life until maybe nine years being in the lifestyle, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't even know about it. I just learned it through ear from people, um, through connections. So when I wanted to go to parties, my master at the time that I was with already knew how to get connections. When I left him, I already had I rebuilt connections, so I was able to get into those parties and into the events. When I joined pet mm-hmm. life, um, it was right before I moved to Arizona, and I started joining groups and talking to people prior to moving or before moving, so that way I can get to know people, at least a- on a online base on an online connection. That way, when I went to my first social event. I knew what group they were obviously involved in and I knew who to look for when I got to those, when I got to those, those socials, those munches. Um, right. Right. Wait a minute,
0: Don. Well, Don, let me ask you that question. What right. do, you, do you think if you meet somebody as we're traveling around, like mm-hmm. right now we're in some weird place called Salem, South Dakota, which um, side note, My OkCupid profile, you know how you search for people nearby? Mm -hmm. It says, sorry, no one is in this city.
1: We're in a little spit of trees in the middle of acres and acres and acres and acres and acres and acres of field. Let me get to my point, though. (laughs) If you were, if you met somebody local, right? And we'll say Sioux City, which
0: is a good sized city. Mm -hmm. And you said to them, are you involved in the community at all? And they said, no, I'm not involved in the community. Our community here is toxic. Would you consider that a red
1: flag? If they said our community is toxic, I would have more questions. Usually what I have run across before is people will say, oh, no, I don't belong to that group. You know, they're all assholes. Well, what about this group? Oh, no, they're all assholes. Well, what about that group? No, well, they're all assholes. Well, that now tells me that that person is probably the asshole because there's so many choices. if you think about... But if you here, think about
0: Columbus, Columbus, Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody did not like the way things were run at the space, and maybe it's just because the night they attended, they had a bad experience, you know, maybe whatever, doesn't matter how, you know, well, that is pretty much the only community mm. in Columbus.
1: No, we only thought it was. So it was regardless, okay. Right. Let's
0: just roll with that. Okay. Would you consider that a red flag? Yes. If they said, no, nope, I'm not a member of the community, I don't, I don't dig it.
1: I still would consider it at least a yellow flag. Okay. So the other thing that I would ask with that, and um, you- Unique can e- expand on this as well, I'm sure, is that my next question would be, would you be willing to meet at a munch? Would you be able, would you be willing to meet at a food court? Would you be, you know, something that has lots of people? Public. Absolutely.
2: Yes. Yeah, I agree. I would definitely do something public anytime I'm meeting somebody that I've met, that I've talked to online.
1: Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I think that combination is a good tell on whether it's someone I want to meet or not. I mean, even down in Florida, I met him at a Starbucks outside on a patio. Mm -hmm. Right. So he was not part of the community because he works second shift. Right. Right. So but he was willing to meet outside of a Starbucks and talk for a couple of hours and then he was willing to meet in public again and talk for a little bit you know before we hooked up so you know th- that I'm willing to you know it, sure. work with it depending uh, on the answers.
0: My point there being that just because somebody's not involved with their local community I used to consider that a red flag and now as time goes by I I think that there's a lot of different perspectives on that. Is including people can be not only have experiences with that community because you and I know some toxic, there are communities, some toxic communities, but they also might just be an introvert. They also might be too nervous to show up at a place in public because they have a public, uh, a very uh, visible job. Right. So I think it's the beginning of a conversation, not the end. Unique, Unders- we know that understood. you're sitting here and we're arguing amongst
1: ourselves. So, and, and, and I'm going <laughs> to back can. off in just a, a, a second and give you time to talk again. But I also okay. want to point out how me and Unique vet can be very different than how you vet. Because you are a male and us being female, we have to look at things a lot closer for our safety. Dan's going to oh. argue with me maybe, but.
2: So, so. I, 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 totally I agree. I, I agree, too. Um, one thing that I learned when I first started meeting people besides going to Munches um, was if I was to meet somebody offline, one-on-one in a public place, I had like kind of a fallback plan. Basically, a good personal friend who I trusted had the, the date, the time, the location what i was wearing what i was driving basically like a like a safety net and we had like and you know how in, in scenes we have a safe word well i mm-hmm. kind of had a safe word that if i was to feel uncomfortable said friend would get that safe word text and to know either a call to make up a story that i need to go or B, mm-hmm. they would show up randomly to say, hey, how you doing? A, you know, funny meeting you here type mm-hmm. situation to help me get out of the situation. I've uh, had I, them, like that. I like yeah.
0: that second one of having them just show up there. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, the other thing that I've had to do, too, is when I've gone on, you know, meeting people one-on-one is that said friend or another or a couple of friends would be at the same restaurant or location, but not in the general facility, just enough to where they can see me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I sent the text or I did like some kind of hand wave signal, they knew that it was time to get me out of the situation.
0: Mm And that's pretty good. That's that's a very wise uh, way to go about things. How do you, what do you think about this one? And this is one that I've used in the past because I am a a male-bodied person and therefore assumed to be um, more in less risky, right? So a female-bodied person is putting themselves at a little greater risk meeting with a male-bodied person. One of the things I used to do was hand the person my license, my driver's license for a moment and ask him to take a look at it. And then I would take it back and, and my point there, and I would explain to him, I just want you to know, you know, that um, this is the real information about me. I'm not trying to hide anything about myself. Um, yeah. And there's kind of a mixed view on that one. What do you think, would that make you feel more comfortable if you met somebody and they said, here's my license?
2: Um, I've seen it happen. I've been I've honestly seen it happen. I've seen it go as as far as people wanting like their friends or even themselves showing up late, seeing what the person they're meeting is driving and taking a picture of the license plate Mm. of the car before walking into the restaurant or walking to meet up the person. That way they have that safety net if something were to go awry. So, I mean, the license I can understand and would agree on because there are a lot of people who do lie about their age. Um, So verifying that is great because you never know if somebody, male, female, a person can, you know, they can change their hair color, their eye color. Obviously, weight fluctuates, but their date of birth is never going to change. Sure. So I can see giving, you know, somebody my license or somebody were giving me theirs going, here, this is me. Just, you know, take a look. Cool. So
1: another thing with vetting. And it just popped into my head. And then I had to sit here and go, wait, 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 I forgot it. So, but it is very important is that now that FET is around, right? We can ask people about other people, but sometimes we still don't know who we're asking, yeah, because <laughs> it's still you know people you know behind a a keyboard. But I also like to throw out there that sometimes, and I've had someone come to me before and say, you know, I went on a date with this person. They were on your friend list, so I assumed they were okay. Mm-hmm. And I've had to put out there, please, I you know at least I mean Dan and I our situation is a little different. We're a host of a podcast, so we have thousands of people on our, on our because we friend everybody that sends us a request so that they can see what's going on with the podcast. So just because they're on my friends list doesn't mean I even know them.
0: Right. Yeah. right. And, and I do that with my personal <laughs> list as well. My friends list. If you send me a friend request, unless there's some obvious glaring aspect to it, I'll say, Oh yeah, whatever. I don't care. Sure. Be my friend. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So yes. So just because you're on my list does not mean you're vetted. <laughs> yeah.
2: With me, it's like, going back to like the parties and stuff. Cause I know, um, Dan asked it, I believe Dan asked it in the, in the email
0: opening bit. Yep.
2: In the opening. Oh, okay. Um, I'm actually, I actually help host events like private parties and stuff like that. And I do pay attention to like mutual friends on FetLife um, if they don't have a mutual friend, I, cause obviously on FetLife, it's, per, it's, it's, everybody can see the event. So it's one mm-hmm. of those, okay, do you know who, you know, do you know such and such? Do you know, how do you, you know, know this person that's RSVP'd? Um, if like instant, I just had recently, I'm getting ready to host a double trouble birthday celebration And somebody RSVP'd, I emailed a friend that they were mutual friends with, and it basically was like, okay, look, can you vet this person? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, if Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where you're now responsible for that person if they do something stupid.
0: Right, mm-hmm. and
2: everything, and they are like, That's perfectly fine. If they do something stupid, I'll kick them out myself. So I'm like, Great, glad <laughs> to know it. But it's so for me, it's one of those it's it's to protect those that I do know that are gonna be at events, and also to protect myself. Um, if they come back to me and I know that there's a lot of new people coming into the lifestyle. If they come to me and go, I really want to come to a private party because I'm not comfortable going to public ones yet. Is there any way that I can, you know, attend? I literally will go, okay, here's when I'm available. Can you work with this? Let's meet somewhere, have coffee or whatever, and let's talk for about an hour or so. And mm-hmm. sure go I from, and basically, I vet, I'll vet them personally. Mm-hmm. But it's one yeah. of those. So, yeah,
0: it's a weird world in that it feels like, um, I mean, now there's always been vetting for some private parties, but as public parties become more and more uh, visible, right, you, you lose that vetting process. But I think it feels like as the public response to perceived mistakes like the way i said that Mm -hmm. um increases right so for example if i was if if i was running if i had a party at uh my let's say i have a play space and i have a party and um somebody takes a dislike to something i said or something i did and suddenly the um the FET life judgment committee jumps on, and people from thousands of miles away who have never been to one of my parties hears that I um, pinched some girl's butt. So they're like, "Oh yeah, he's a perv," and 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 that train starts rolling. Where, you know, the the weights of and I, what did he call that, Don? When when the public jumps on you, uh, it's not. Warriors? It's kind of a can't. What's that? Keyboard warriors.
1: Yeah, keyboard warriors, and there's an aspect. Kind of like, like a cancel culture yes, absolutely. The, Yeah, the, that sort of thing.
0: Where it feels to me like vetting is actually becoming more popular to avoid that situation, where it's like, fine, I'll have smaller parties, and I'll invite people that I know or that are known to me. The weird part about that for, and Unique, and, I'm curious what your opinion on this is, There's one aspect of it. There's totally legitimate reasons to have a small private party and you vet every single person that comes in. Perfectly legitimate way to go. But does that have a negative impact on those people that may have picked up? uh, A keyboard warrior? No. (laughs) Might have picked up. I've got to say story of uh, what's the other one? Shades of gray, 50 shades of gray. And oh, say, wow, sort of up. Okay. I think this, I think this is my, this is kind of who I am, but because they don't know anybody, they can't get into these parties. So do we have any, What? Do you, what what's your view on that? Is it just then, like, not, then, not my problem, or it's not my responsibility, or do you think there's some middle ground for that vetting to take account for those people?
1: And I've got an answer for you too, but let's hear from Unique first.
2: So, uh, let me make sure I'm understanding what, what we're talking about. So basically yeah, I,
0: I ramble uh, and ramble. It's okay. Let me, parap- let me, sh- let me paraphrase. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Johnny ham picks up a copy of shades of 50 shades of gray and says, wow, this really speaks to me. Right. I love, I like this idea of domination and submission, but all the parties are vetted and Johnny's new. You don't know nobody. Is that a problem?
2: I personally don't think so. As long as, like I said, with me, with me personally, if I get somebody who picked up 50 Shades of gray and mm-hmm. wants to come to a party and experience it, obviously they're going to join Life. Obviously they're going to have nobody that I can vet through. I will personally meet up with, like I said, I will personally meet up with them, hear what they're, you know, talk to them, try to get to know them on a, you know, acquaintance level type deal. And then it's one of those things where it's like after a while, if I feel comfortable enough for, you know, Johnny to show up, then I'll look at Johnny and go, okay, you're expecting this, but this is my, not what you get. So just be open-minded and know that, you know, everything's going to be, you know, At least give an idea of what to expect because I do know the people that are going to the party. So I already know them personally enough to say you're going to expect, you know, female naked bodies of all shapes and sizes. You're probably going to see a penis or two. You're probably going to hear some moaning and groaning. There's going to be naked people in the pool in the hot tub. (laughs) There's going to be people screaming, you know, at least give them that aspect. Because if he tries to think of it and basically tell him to look, don't touch what's not yours. Follow the house party rules. And if you have any questions, as long as they're not doing a a scene, ask a question. Somebody will answer it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at least let them get that experience and chance. And if they're not comfortable doing that, then I will honestly suggest that they go to the local dungeon and maybe become a member and start taking some of the 101 classes and start to learn stuff before they mm-hmm. decide to go to a party.
1: that makes makes sense to me. That's that's a great idea. So um no, I was just saying that we're here in South Dakota this week and there's actually a vetting event going on. So that we're gonna go to on Saturday. Too bad they don't have a party anytime right. soon, so we can get vetted for it. But we're going to go to the vetting event. <laughs> and and funny enough,
0: not too long ago, we were in some other state, and there was a party happening. And it was a vetted party. So I wrote the organizer, and I said, well, we've never met, but we're Dan and Don. And the dude was like, I don't give a fuck. I've never heard <laughs> of you. And I, I don't care. No, you can't come because mm-hmm. we don't know you. And and I was okay with that, but it's yeah. it's an interesting aspect where us uh, we who's been around for a while, and I feel like I've got all the credentials you might want, but the dude said, "Nope, don't matter. You don't mean you ain't nobody to me, buddy. You ain't coming to my party."
1: And then um, yesterday, I got a text from one of our Columbus friends who's going to another state soon, wants to go to a party in that state. And had to fill out a vetting form. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she wrote me and said, So, Dawn, by the way, I, I name dropped you and Dan because I know you've presented there before. So, <laughs> like, great. That's fabulous. Feel free to use our name if you are close to us.
0: And then, one more <laughs> is it sometimes it goes in reverse, in that I got a message yesterday. I thought you were going to say the same person. Uh oh, you guys
2: froze. Dan,
0: Don, can you hear me? Reverse. They were vetting the event. They were, yep, you're picking, but we can hear you fine.
2: Okay. You guys went quiet. Oh, well, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. We had to vet you from that part of the conversation. So there you go. (laughs) Just an example. No, I think the internet
2: froze (laughs) for a moment. Okay.
0: So so there you go. So
2: there's vetting for you. Uh, Unique, any last words on vetting? It needs to not be such a lost art anymore.
1: Mm. So those <laughs> are good words. Well, especially since a lot of the big. Big places had to close down mm-hmm. and people are doing more more home stuff.
0: Don, if you are out in Edmonton, Canada, you could be vetted into. Wicked in the West, October 7th through 9th, which you and I will be presenting at. And even if, actually, I'm lying, we don't have the power to, to vet you into the event. Nope, but not at all. wouldn't matter. It's sold out anyway. If you got tickets, you're lucky. But, Dawn, I want to know where else Dan and Don are going to be appearing so I can get tickets while they're still available.
1: So keep up with all of our events, book news and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shoutouts like Arden from Georgia. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today.
0: Did we mention that we appreciate Arden and Don becoming new patrons? We did. Well, let's do it again. Cool. Thank I think you. I just did. <laughs> okay. Don. recently you and I have come up with a new way to play. We have. So, uh, Unique, as Dawn and I are stinking busy, as you well know, we have decided that once every two weeks, and people are, you know, we, we've talked about this in the past, right? These long de- long-term relationships, sometimes you just put it on the calendar. And we've decided that every two weeks we're actually going to put play on the calendar, which means now we may play more often than that, but... Sometimes we get so busy, we forget to play for a couple of weeks in a row. And that's going to... And actually, we're we're, we're kinky for calendars. We like listing calendars. Yeah, we
1: do like listing calendars. And it's not that we forget to play. It's just that time runs away. It gets to that two-week mark, and it's like, holy hell, two weeks passed, and we didn't get any play in again. Yeah. So let's get it scheduled.
0: So what we're doing is not only putting it on the calendar every two weeks, but... Instead of doing this, and, and I don't know if it's happened to your house, like, it's time for dinner. What do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat?
2: Yes. Sometimes
0: play can be the same way, right? Uh, so what we've decided is that on the every other week, the other person picks the scene. So last week, I picked the scene. And, and by the way, for those curious, I picked a traditional spanking with a variety of implements, followed by... Um, the intercourse with, <laughs> which Don did not know that the intercourse, I was internally timing how
1: long I could last. That was cool. I was not displeased. That was cool. And neither was I, um, the trick is, is how to use it inside of the RV because the bed is the wrong height. Yeah, so well, if I get up it's... on the bed, Oh no. So yeah. So, okay. So funny side <laughs> story, right? <laughs> So we started one way Mm -hmm. and I was too high. And then when you tried a step stool, so, but then I was too low. Mm -hmm. So then you flopped on the bed so that I could climb on you. Well, I landed on my knee. So I fucked up my knee while I'm trying to straddle Dan. So now we've got not only height differences and, and, and area challenges because the thing's so small, but now you have age issues because I landed on my knee and messed it up. So then we go to visit his stepmom. The day after I'm rubbing my knee. Don, what'd you do to your knee? Do you need <laughs> anything for that? And Dan's like, so um, are yeah. you are you gonna tell her? What did you do to your what knee? What did honey? you do? I'm like, I'm going with triking. Yes, I went triking. That is my story. I'm sticking with it. Which so is this almost, is a bike injury.
0: Almost as uncomfortable as we're visiting with the family when the my your, brother's wife, which is therefore my sister-in-law, sister-in-law. We were talking about books, and we mentioned that we have published a book, and she said, oh, what about? And we're sitting there with my brother, my sister-in-law, and my stepmom, and we're not out to them. We're out to my brother, which I was not aware of until this weekend. But I just said um, adult topics that are not appropriate to speak about at this table, and everybody was quite satisfied to just move on.
1: (laughs) Awesome. And that's about it. Cool. So that is our our, uh, play trick. Well, we do have tentacles. Uh, Do we? We do. So Pirate sent me through Instagram. um, Picnic table sex with a cartoon furry. Mm -hmm. They said, I know how you like picnic table sex. So (laughs) I'm just going to throw that out there. I absolutely love tentacle sex. I absolutely love picnic table sex. Mm -hmm. If anybody can find the combination that would be awesome as well. Is that so, what we're going to be doing the next time you pick our play? You know what? There's a picnic table right outside the door. We've had a picnic table at almost every place we've stopped, and too many people around us. It's all about timing. You just got to. It gotta is do it. all about time. The day we're See, planning See, we going to do it anyway. the last day. See, we could have done that two days ago. Yeah. So damn. So we're at the point? Where My timing if they kick is so out, who off. Cares? So, and then Enigma sent um, tentacle sex with a prisoner. So it's all cartoony, right? And the mm-hmm. tentacles are coming up to the grating. And ah. and then Enigma also sent me a link to a FetLife person that has pictures of all the tentacles. And then that FetLife person has a link to their... Nope, the name's not going to pop into my head. There is another platform that is a pay as you look at it. It's kind of like a different form okay. of Patreon. So for their artwork, you have to pay to look. Okay. And, um, but they put some of that on their fat life. That's some amazing shit. I mm, need to, I need great. to, I need to pay to look at that. And then Peachy sent us a picture of a bondage needlepoint. So someone actually did like a little needlepoint thing of someone in bondage. And yeah, that's hot
0: uh via the TikTok right
1: no that was that was a TikTok that was sent to us through our discord on our patron only channel
0: wow our that's not, complex
1: are not safe for work yes
0: uh very cool. Uh Dawn, recently you and I in our travels, and by the way, oh listeners, we are currently in, as we mentioned, Salem, South Dakota. Are you if you are anywhere near this area and you'd like to sit down and Hello,
1: hello, have to be coffee somebody here.
0: <laughs> we happen to find the coolest coffee shop in the entire world at in Sioux Cities. We'd be oh, happy we to take did. you to.
1: That was actually really
0: awesome. It's one thing when you walk into a shop and there you look at the TV and they've got political things on TV. I hate that. But as soon as I realized it was in a language I could not understand, it became more interesting. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that a different day. Reach out to us, and we'll go have coffee there. And maybe you'll know what language it is, and you can clue us in on what's going on. Other than that, uh, Dawn, recently we posted to the Instagram
1: that uh, some things that were not porn. As usual. So we have posted things like stickers and pins that we've bought. If I pulled it up right now... um, If it comes up really fast, what was the last thing we posted? Who the hell knows? I try to post something every day. It's either something that's RV living or um, let's see. Oh, I posted about our book last time. So I did a positive review post. Someone named Rose. So Mm -hmm. Rose said, I just finished Hearts and Collars and loved it. So that is out. And then I did. Oh, look at that. Me standing next to a big cock. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yes. Oh, and then the blues car. Oh, we post some interesting stuff. If you want to see
0: interesting <laughs> stuff that we post on Instagram, head over there to uh, Instagram, the picture of the day as Erotic Awakening.
1: So, take a moment. to oh, hold it. Hold oh, it. I'm sorry. The music. We've been doing this for 13 years, dear. Yes. but Oops. But we don't always I have the, the music <laughs> A moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you.
0: Contact us with questions,
1: podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dan and Dawn at the Twitter and FetLife. So, uh, Unique,
0: if oh. we came down yes. your way... Would you vet us into your hot tub party? Sounds pretty cool.
2: When are you guys coming?
1: Oh, wow. It wasn't mid- even just a yes. It was <laughs> me- mid, Ooh, mid-November ouch. to mid-February. Mid, so mid when? Mid-November okay. to mid-February.
2: Mid-February.
1: We'll yeah, talk about
2: we, Yeah, we'll talk about it. I'm sure we'll get you guys in.
1: You can, uh, we are Erotic Awakening on the Instagram. Use the links for the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email
0: us at danadon at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn.
2: Bye, Unique. Bye, Nick. Bye.